book of Matthew, chapter number five. Matthew, chapter number five. What a great, what a great uh, presentation by the patch, uh, peewee patch tonight. That was a blessing. And uh, I tell you, I, I don't know how anybody could believe in evolution. It takes more faith to believe in evolution than it does to believe the Bible, doesn't it? grateful to be able to be here with you. I've been to the chiropractor twice today just to be able to be here. If I missed the last two Wednesday nights, I thought of missing the night, just I couldn't handle it. So bear with me tonight as I lean on this stool up here. Don't get no ideas. This isn't going to be the norm, all right? It's like putting me on a leash. I can't stand it. Amen. But hopefully God will jump in and help us here tonight. Matthew 5, are you there? Look at verse number 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I want to preach on this simple thought tonight. Are you the light? Are you the light. Lord, help us tonight, I pray, as we look at these verses. They've been on my heart for several days. Lord, my heart's been just overflowing with uh, the goodness of God and the opportunity that you've presented to us, Lord, to make a difference. I pray tonight that you take the message, use it, stir it, encourage, edify the people of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I have been chewing on a thought for days, uh, shared it with the staff earlier this week in the staff meeting and uh, I have been on the phone uh, for hours, uh, here it is already Wednesday, it feels like I've been on the phone for a month, my phone has been ringing off of the hook uh, from people, uh, pastors, uh, not just pastors, mainly pastors from all over the country that have taken the time to look my phone number up and call me. And, uh, and have shared with me what, uh, and emails, I've got emails, text messages, emails, phone calls, um, Facebook messages telling me what a blessing our church has been. I was talking to a preacher yesterday, we talked for over an hour, he said, preacher, I've kept you on the phone too long. I said, no, I needed to get up out of my desk chair and walk around a bit. I walked around the parking lot, out the soccer field and talking, and he said, I cannot tell you, he, he was crying, I cannot tell you how much of a blessing the services have been. He says, I'm a shut-in. He's watching right now from a wheelchair down in Georgia. He said, I'm an old evangelist, I'm wore out, and can't get out and preach much anymore, can't go to church. He said, to be able to log on to Calvary Baptist Church and be a part of your services, he says, you have no idea. He was saying it with tears. He just kept saying, Lord, have mercy. You just don't know. You just don't know. You just don't know. I get phone calls and emails like that every day of my life. And the thought that's been on my heart is, is maximum impact. That's been, that's been the thought. I, I shared it with the men. I, 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 maximum impact. You and I as Christians today as dark as it is and as bad as it is, we have the opportunity right now to make a bigger impact than ever before. 
And that's what these verses are talking about right here. I, I don't even know if I'll get into my outline or not. I've got a three-point uh, introduction and five or six points I want to give you tonight. Notice what he said in verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. If you're taking notes, write this down by way of introduction. Notice the declaration. All right. He, he didn't ask you if you wanted to be the light. He, he didn't ask you if you had a desire to be the light. He said, ye are the light of the world. He's making a statement. It's, 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 a, it's a plain fact statement. Ye are the light. The question is not, are you and I going to be the light? The question is, how bright are we going to be? That's really the question. How, how, how much do we embrace that role that God has given us? Now, here's what's, here's what's really been on my heart. Jesus said this in John chapter number 8 and verse number 12. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Stay with me now. Jesus said, I am the light. In John chapter number 1, the Bible says that in him was life, talking about Jesus, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Talked about John the Baptist in verse 7. I'm in John 1 verse 7. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the capital L light, Jesus. The same came to bear witness of the light that all men might, through him, might believe. Now he was not that capital L light. John the Baptist was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of thy light, that light, verse 9, that was the true capital L light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So we know that Jesus said, I am the light. I am the light of the world. John 1 said he was that true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. But here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. Now you and I, could, we, could, uh, we could run laps we can shout and, and, and praise God over the fact that Jesus is the light. We can all say amen. I believe that. I'm sold. But then when Jesus turned around and looked at us and said, no, you're also the light of the world, that shout kind of seems to kind of turn into a little whimper. Jesus said, are you, not, are you not my children? He lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Well, how do you reckon he's going to do that? Feel free to answer. He's going to do it through us. So the declaration in our text tonight is, ye are the light of the world. Not you will eventually figure it out and start to be or learn to be. No, you are the light of the world. Not only do we see the declaration, but secondly, we see the distinction in verse number 14. Ye are the light of the world. What is he saying? Well, he said there's a distinction between you and the world. This is real deep. Now stay with me. If you check your email, you're going to miss this. Ye are the light of the world. There's a distinction between us and the world. What is that? Well, we're the light and they're in darkness. That's real deep, isn't it? If you're in darkness, you're not saved. But if you're, if you're, a, if you're a child of God, Paul called us children of the light. He called us children of light. And that's the difference between us and the world is we have light, they're in darkness. We have, we have been exposed, our eyes have been enlightened to the truth of the word of God. The world is still in darkness. 
John 12, verse 46. Jesus said, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. If you're saved, there's no reason why you should be in darkness. In fact, the Bible says men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And they come not into the light lest their deeds should be reproved. I quoted that verse last night talking to somebody. Why, does my, why don't my family want to be around me? Why don't my kids want to come over to my house anymore? Why won't, why won't, my, why won't my kids let me around my grandkids? Why, why won't my husband, why won't my, I'm going to tell you why. They don't come into the light lest their deeds should be reproved. And even a Christian that's not even where they ought to be is going to be a little bit of light. Amen. You might not be a, you might not be a 500 watt floodlight. You'll be a little night light. You might be one of them little lights on the Christmas tree, but you're going to be some light. Come on now. Just the fact that you're saved, just the fact that you believe the Bible, just the fact that you've got a testimony uh, that God's working in your heart, that in and of itself is going to make people that love being in sin uncomfortable. They ain't going to want to get around you because just being around you is going to make them nervous. They're going to dread bumping into you because when they see you, it's going to reprove them of their sin. That's why a lot of people don't want to be around the preacher. You want to talk about awkward is when you've got a, a saved, saved person invites the preacher over to the, to the funeral of a bunch of people that ain't saved. And I'm standing there and I know what it feels like to have the plague. Hey, I've been fighting social distancing since I got into the ministry. <laughs> this is new for some of y'all. I've had to deal with people. They get as far away from me as they can when they see me walk in the door. I'm serious. They'd be more welcome. They'd be more comfortable if the devil himself walked in. And I ain't opened my Bible. I hadn't pulled out a track. I hadn't invited them to church. I hadn't quoted a Bible verse. All I did was walk in the door and just me being there. I know. I know. I've told y'all this several weeks ago. I know I mentioned this, but we had the the the, the Trail family, Stephen Trail and his family here, over in the Middle East. Missionaries over the Middle East. I better not name the country. I'll get in trouble. Get them in trouble. But they're over there in the Middle East, in one of those closed countries where they ain't supposed to be. And they said it is absolutely nothing. It happens all the time. For one of those Muslims to walk up to them in the street and say, "What? What's this? What's this going on right in here? What's this light?" They said, "What are you talking about?" They said, "You're glowing. You're glowing." They look at one another, like, what are you talking about? They said, there's something, there's something about, going, there's something around you. So we noticed it from way over there. What? <laughs> it's something, hey, it's something when the light inside of you is so real, it's putting out a real light. Amen. When the spiritual light produces a physical light. Well, that's what happens. The darker it is, the brighter your light will shine. At least that's how it's supposed to be. We see the declaration. We see the distinction. We see the directions. What are you supposed to do with the light? Well, he said, well, first of all, you don't put it under a bushel. Neither do me and light a candle and put it under a bushel. That wouldn't make a lot of sense, would it? We have lampshades on our lamps at the house to keep the light from blinding us when we're sitting in our reclining. Kind of keep, keep it down a little bit. 
I've got some lights in my, in my new library over here. And boy, it was bright. I had these track lights shining on my books. I thought, boy, that'd be beautiful. I had these track lights shining on my books. And make, when you walk in, they just pop. And it was bright. I told Brother James, I said, you've got to hook me up with some kind of dimmer switch. I said, it's too much. I can't handle it. I know some Christians that keep the dimmer switch on, on their light. He said, no, you don't light a candle and put it under a bushel. He said, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. What's he saying? He's saying you can see it from a long way off. The directions, here's the directions. This candle comes with directions. Are you ready? Light it and hold it up. When you got saved, he lit it. Don't put it under a bushel. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do me a light a candle and put it under a bushel, but, but only candlesticks. And it giveth light in all that are in the house. Well, that was introduction. Verse number 16 is what I've been meditating on. Broke it down to you. Give you a little five-point outline here. You ready? Number one, we see the word let. It's a permitted light. Let your light shine. He didn't say make it shine. He said, let it shine. The kids sing that song. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine all over Dundalk. I'm going to let it shine. It's supposed to be shining. And you're supposed to be letting it. But we've got a lot of people that are uncomfortable with the attention. Come on now. They're, a, a, they're, they're uncomfortable with the amount of attention that their light brings cover it up we've got these lights we use when we're deer hunting and we're walking from our truck over to our deer stand it's red supposed to be I guess so the deer can't see it I don't know if it works or not I had never asked one but we're very conscious brother Rolf when we're going to our deer stand with our light because you're trying to see make sure you don't want to step in a hole somewhere step in a water mud puddle or something you're, you've got this little light, and the whole time, you're just going, I hate I'm out here shining this light, because every deer in the forest will know I'm up in that tree now. You know what? I think we've got Christians today that are cringing when their light starts peeking out. And they try, whenever they're around the world, they try to act like they're not saved. Reminds me of Peter. Remember Peter over there at that fire? He'll stand over there, just stand over there warming, that, warming himself out of the fire. And somebody walked up and said, you're one of his disciples, aren't you? He said, me? Whatever give you that idea? I'm, I'm, that's the good use of modern man boogie. Whatever give you that idea? They said, you're one of his disciples. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. We, you, you talk like him. The way, the way you said that a minute ago, I, I've heard, I've heard that, that dialect before. Peter's like, me? Talking to me? All I said was, oh, there was another stick on the fire. No, no, you're, 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 you're with him. Your speech betrays you. He started cussing. Well, the Bible said cursing, swearing. Using bad words. 
he thought if he could use, this is get tight here now, he thought if he could cuss a little bit that he could throw them off. <laughs> Which even Peter, in backslid as he was, knew the Christians ought not to be cussing. Some of y'all been saved a while, you ain't figured that out yet. Amen. You need, some of y'all need your mouth washed out with soap. Holy Ghost will do that. James 3 said, Can a fountain give, both, give out both sweet water and bitter? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Either a vine, figs, I'm getting distracted now, I'm running rabbits. Something about sitting on this stool is making my mind run all over the place. Peter said, hey, I'm not one of them. They said, yes, you are. And you know what he did? He put a bushel over his life. But there must have been some cracks in that bushel basket because a little bit of light was getting out anyway. I wonder what would happen if every Christian would just let their light go instead of suppressing it. I got, a, I, got a, I got a lamp on my nightstand. Sometimes I turn it on, but it's too much light. So I take my ball cap and I hang it on top of it, cuts down on some of the light. Sometimes I just take a, a, a shirt or something and throw it over it, waiting for one day for it to catch on fire. Too much light. I wonder how many Christians walk around every day self-conscious of the fact that they might just slip up and let somebody know they're saved. He said, let your light shine. Light's visible in darkness. You can't hide light in darkness unless you cover it up. Lord knows it's dark enough. Everybody that was a Christian let their light shine. Stop inhibiting it. Stop limiting it. Imagine how much light there would be in this world. Not only do we see a permitted light, but we see a personal light. Whose light is he talking about? The second word in verse number 16, somebody say it. Let your light. He's talking about you. He's not talking about collectively. He's not talking about the church family. He's not talking about uh, uh, the Christianity as a whole. He's talking about individuals. Let your light. You have a light. You say, well, I, I, I think maybe he's talking about the whole church. Well, here's the problem. The whole church don't work with you. Everybody in here don't go to work with you every morning. So whose light you reckon is going to have to do the job down there? Yours. You've got to be the light. I'll try to be the light where I am, and you've got to be the light where you are. I, 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 I know I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but my light won't reach all the way wherever you're at. You're going to have to be the light. This is a personal declaration. Let your light question is, are you the light? Not the light of your church, not the light of your pastor, but your light. If you're saved, you should be putting out light. Permitted light, it's a personal light. Number three, it's a powerful light. Let your life kind of flicker a little bit so people kind of have an idea where you are. Is that what it says? Let your light flare up every now and then so we'll still know you're with us. Is that what it says? No, it says let your light so shine. Don't just let your light shine, but let it so shine. You ought to be putting off as much light as you possibly can. We got these lights out on the side of the building. They're called shoebox lights. 
I don't forgot how many lumens they are, but them things put out some light. We're gonna get about we're gonna get about six or eight more. We're gonna light up. I don't like that dark parking lot down there. We're gonna light up the bus lot. You're gonna have to wear sunglasses to church on Wednesday night and Sunday night. We're gonna have it lit up out there. It's gonna look like a car lot. Hey, when those thieves and those when those people looking to break in. Walk down Manchester, they're just going to keep right on going. There ain't going to be nowhere on this parking lot for them to hide from the cameras. We're going, Brother James and I, we did a walk around the other night. I said, I want a light right there, and I want one right there. Turn that one that way, and turn that one that way. We walked around. I said, put one over there, put one over there. We're making a list. We fixed to double the light around this place. I want them to be able to see it from the space station up there on NASA. I do, I want the astronauts to say, I don't know what that is down there, but as soon as I get down there, I'm going to go check that line out. There's something going on over there. I want this place to lit up like the 4th of July. That's how we ought to be as Christians. When we walk into a, when we walk into a business, it ought to be like somebody turning the light on. Amen. When you, walk into, when you walk into work in the morning, they walk in there and they're all depressed and they're discouraged and they're frustrated and everybody's aggravated because they've been fighting traffic and they can't get a signal on their phone or whatever and everybody's in a bad mood. You ought, when you walk in the door, it ought to be like somebody turn the light on. Let your light so shine. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. This is what I was sharing with the staff this week. The last few months, since we've been through this whole COVID thing and all these churches are shutting down, and there's churches shutting down all over the place. There's churches right now still are not open. We got people coming to our church because the church they used to go to is not even open anymore. Here it is, October. One of the biggest churches down south, Andy Stanley's church. This is Charles Stanley's son, pastor of one of those big mega churches up in Forsyth County. They sent out an email so they weren't going to reopen until the first of the year. That was back in July when my wife and I were down there for our anniversary. In July, they made a decision not to open for another six months. I sometimes wonder if it's not a bad thing for some of these places to shut down. I'm being honest with you. I mean, all if it takes is a little Rona to run you for your religion to run out. You didn't got you didn't have you know you ain't got what I got. I'm not giving Rona what I got, hallelujah. She can't have it. Y'all know who I'm talking about, don't you? Them old preachers, them old preachers down south, you know, they, they, they got to gotta have talk like this. They say, praise God. We need to pray for all these people that's got COVID. I'm going to tell you what COVID did. COVID caused a lot of people's religion to go covert. Right. Like, where'd they go? Got the face mask and they disappear. Let your light so shine. Our church right now, I'm telling you what, if I stood up here every service and told you, you'd get tired of hearing it. But y'all won't believe the feedback. I'm, I'm, it's, it's humbling. It's, it's beyond humbling. It's overwhelming. When pastors call you, and they say, our church is praying for your church. I had a pastor call me today that I've never talked to. He texted me. He said, could I have a few minutes of your time? And I said, sure. He called me. He said, we're down here in the boondocks, boondocks in Alabama. I mean, he said, we're in the middle of nowhere. 
and I want you to go back and you tell your church, our church has y'all's church on our prayer list. He said, and I just saw where you put out that little seven-minute video, which was yesterday morning. He said, you put out that little video about y'all are not paying the fine. I don't know if, have y'all seen that? He said, is it okay with you if I show that to our church tonight to go along with my message? I said, yeah. It, yeah, I done lost track of, of the pastors that are showing videos about our church in their church services as part of the service. And they said, we just want you to know you've been a, you have been an inspiration. Your church, the way y'all are handling this, the way y'all are, are fighting the good fight up there and trying to preserve the freedoms and liberties that we've got, we just want you to know we, are, we're, we applaud you. We want you to know we're praying for you. We just want you to know that, that you're a blessing to us and didn't even know them. What am I saying? I'm saying the darker it gets, the brighter and the more powerful our light should shine, not just as a church, but as individuals. Take advantage of it. In John chapter number 5 and verse number 35, it's talking about John the Baptist. It talked about him in John chapter number 1, that he was that light. He was sent to bear witness of that. He was not that capital L light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. Is everybody still with me? You know what the Bible says in John 5.35 about John the Baptist? Watch this. He was a burning and a shining light. John the Baptist was a burning. Can I say it? He was on fire. He was on fire. I've never seen anybody chase an ice truck, but I've seen a lot of people chase a fire truck because people like to see fires. Come on now. We ought to all pray God and set us on fire. If God will set us on fire, people will come and watch us burn. Powerful light. Now, there's not a day goes by, but what I'm not trying to think of another way to influence more people. Some of y'all are content to live your whole Christian life, and every now and then you just hit that cigarette lighter. Not me. I want to be a lighthouse. I mean, I want to be one of those lights that it don't matter how bad it's raining, how bad the winds are, uh, the waves are dashing, and, and I want to be a lighthouse 24-7 saying, hey, hey, here's the light. Now's the time. Now's the time. Our live stream, just our live stream ministry alone by the way, when I'm up here preaching, in case you didn't know this, I ain't preaching to nobody but y'all in my mind. I'm not preaching to somebody out yonder over your head. When I preach, I preach to Calvary Baptist Church. I'm preaching the same as if we didn't have a live stream ministry. But we do have a live stream ministry. And there's not a single time that I get in this pulpit, but what I'm not aware of the fact that I'm preaching to more people that's not inside of this service than people that's here. I will preach this message tonight and everybody here will hear it but there will be hundreds of people that will hear it over the next few days and weeks and months and I get phone calls every day from people saying I listened to that message you preached back in June or July I listened to it five times that blows my mind why somebody won't listen to the same message five times I don't think I won't listen to Apostle Paul preach the same message five times 
I'm not joking. I'm serious as a heart attack. And we've got the message available on live stream. It's on Facebook right now. And it's on the, it's, uh, we put the messages up on our YouTube channel. And Brother Josh puts it on our podcast. And people download it and listen to preaching going down the road. What am I saying? I'm saying it's so dark out there. We need every light to let their light so shine. Quit looking for ways to cut back. Look for ways to make it brighter. Look for ways to make an impact and influence more and more and more and more people. I preached against Facebook for 15 years. I hate that stinking thing. Only because 90% of the people that's on there get stupid with it. I don't care not about seeing a picture of that hot dog you're eating at lunch. Forget that. I got to take a picture of that. Nobody cares about your hot dog. Well, this is wonderful. If that's a highlight of your day, you need to get a light. Come on now. Use it for something positive. Well, I don't know what to do. Just put a Bible verse on there then or don't do nothing. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just stubbed my toe. I'm limping like you wouldn't believe. We don't care about your stupid toe. It's all over the world wide web. There's people in third world countries that don't know Jesus reading about your stupid toe. But anyway, during the shutdown, I went ahead and got a Facebook page. I was like, Lord, please help me not make the worst mistake of my life. I opened up that Facebook page so I could get on there and sing for y'all and be a blessing to y'all when I, when I couldn't see you and I couldn't be around you. And that was wonderful to be able to connect with you during that shutdown. And then I had to make a decision when we reopened the church. Do I shut down my Facebook and just act like it didn't happen or do I keep it? Well, I had thousands of people from all over the world wanting to be my friend. Well, I know what you're thinking. Well, they don't know you. I know that. But a lot of them did. A lot of them do. And they say, we've been watching your services online. And, and they friend me. And I have not let like half the people that want to be my friend be my friend. I'm picky about who I let be my friend. At least I used to be. Apparently I'm not anymore. But during all this, all this publicity and everything, and the live stream just exploding, and people sharing it on their phone and stuff, I was telling them, my wife, it started in April, like two Sundays ago, I had 2,000 friends. I was like, oh, that's a lot. And then like a week later, I had like another 800. I'm like, man, this, we can only have five, I think 5,000. Y'all help me out. I don't know what I'm talking about up here. Somebody said, you can only have 5,000 friends. I was like, man, that's about 4,999 more than I thought I had. So I said, well, I'm just going to switch it over to one of them sites where people can follow me and I don't have to click a 1,000 buttons to do it. It was dominating my time, and I had to make a decision. Do I just throw the thing in the trash, or do I use this as a way to let my light so shine a little bit more. And then you got all these people from all over the world, Pakistan, India, Africa. I mean, just blowing my phone up. I want to follow you. And I'm thinking, you only have 5,000. I told Brother Caleb, I said, I, I, I hate to tell him no. 
These are people that I go over and preach to probably. Brother, Brother King called me today. He said, you still want to go to Nepal? I said, yeah. He wanted me to go to India. I said, I've never been to India. I don't want to go back to India. I want to go somewhere I ain't been. I had a bad experience in India. Don't, don't get me started on India. He said, well, yeah, I, I, I want to get you to come and do a bunch of training and teaching and preaching in Nepal. I said, he called me today. I said, just send me the information. He said, they're shooting for February. I said, is it going to be open in February? He said, we don't know. We're trying. There's a bunch of national pastors over there. A bunch of preachers need training. Man, do you know how far Nepal is from right here? Flying. It'll take me two days to get there. It'll take 48 hours to get to where I'm going to be by the time I leave my house because I did it in India. That was like the longest trip ever. What? You, you're shaking your head. That's fine. I was going to be the light. I'll be enough light for all of us. How many of y'all want to go to Nepal with me? You might want to look where it's at on the map before you raise your hand. It ain't on the other side of Essex. It's way over there. You won't be home for supper. Preacher, why would you go all the way to Nepal? There's people here in Baltimore who haven't heard the gospel. I know that. I just want to let my light so shine. As much light as I can. In every possible way that I can. I want to just get light at it. And if I think there's a little corner over there where there's no light, I want to shine some light over there. Imagine if every Christian, though, was that way. Where are we at? Number three, a powerful light. Number four, uh, write this down, a public light. A public light. Let your light so shine before men. This is where most people fall off the wagon right here. Being a light, it's not that bad as long as I can be a light at home with my blinds shut and my door shut and just be a light. No, you need to be a light before men that they may see your good works. And by the way, I could preach a whole message on the works of light. A light's not just being something. A light's doing something. I'm going to say it again. Thank you. A light is not just being something. A light is doing something. That they may see your good works. So I wonder how much light is your works producing? seen those lights that has the little back that has a little crank on the side and the more you crank it the brighter it gets and after a while your arm gets tired and you quit and then it starts to go down mm, it shines a little bit and it goes down I think we got a lot of people their lights just flicker they're not doing a lot of good works got quiet didn't I A lot of people have an inferiority complex. If they have any light, they don't want anybody to see it. The world's in darkness. Proverbs 4.19, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. They're in desperate need of light. I met with people today. I meet with people every day. But I met with people today. Just want to join a church somewhere. Three of them are sitting here tonight. I wouldn't want to embarrass them. One of them said something to me like this this morning sitting at the IHOP. said, last church I went to, they slept 
in the first Sunday of service. Then one of my friends said, that church you're going to over there said, you fell asleep yet? He said, not yet. <laughs> it's hard to sleep with the light on. Come on now. Woo, that'll preach, won't it? It's hard to go to sleep when the light's on. Preacher, my whole family's asleep on God. Well, it sounds to me like your light ain't too bright. Wake them up. Two things, a natural enemy to sleep, light and sound. Your light ain't shining and you're real quiet. Ain't going to sleep. Come on now. Preacher, you're talking about good works. I think you're reading too much into that. I knew he was going to say that. That's why I looked at the word works, and I've got the definition right here in my notes. You ready? The word works in that verse, business, employment, that with which anyone is occupied, that which one undertakes to do, enterprise, undertaking, anything accomplished by hand, industry, or mind. What kind of works are you producing that would fall into the light category? Now that went over like lead balloon. That's fine. I'll just go to Nepal. They'll probably say amen there. They'll like it there. Number five, write this down. It's a pointing light. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Here we go. And glorify your Father, which is in heaven. What is mine and your light supposed to do? What is our good work supposed to do? It's supposed to point people to God. When they see what we're doing and they see how we're living and they see our Christianity, it should cause them to look to God and glorify God. If they're glorifying me and you, we're doing it wrong. In fact, in the Bible, the church is referred to in a couple places as the moon. You know what the moon does, don't you? It reflects the light of the sun. What about that? What about that? So here's my question to you tonight in closing. Are you the light? What kind of light are you? Are you a floodlight? Are you one of those little trickster lights? He talked about a candle, by the way. That was the standard light. In those days, candles, lanterns, one little flame. Don't knock it. Don't knock it. When the power goes out, you light those candles. They work, don't they? What kind of light are you? Who is seeing because of your light? That's what we're talking about. Let your light so shine before men that they may see. Huh? Now, who is seeing? Right now, just run through your mind. Who's some people that's seeing right now because of your light? And is your light bringing glory to your heavenly Father? When people see your light, does it make them fall in love with God a little bit more? Give them a desire to live for God and serve God a little bit more? Does it cause them to check inwardly and reflect on their own walk with God? Minding your light is supposed to point people to the Lord. Amen. Not does. Oh, I'm a big light. Look at me. No. Point them to God. There's another whole message, Brother Matt. I'm just, I ain't going there because it's there. But you've got to trim your lamp every now and then. 
is you're wicked. You get all globbed up with junk. And your life starts flickering. Send your lamps. Be a light to shine. Are you the light?